Welcome to Spread the Word, a podcast brought to you by Bayes. Our mission is to interview and share perspectives on gender to our community. You're here with Audrey, Cindy, Ahana, Isha, Liz, Serena, and Erin. Today we'll be talking about feminism and choice feminism. Hi, I'm Ahana. I'm Audrey. And we're the Bayes that will be interviewing Shamavi and Joanna today. Yay! <laughs> Yay, okay, so our first few questions are pretty general. But the first one is, um, what does feminism mean to you and what experiences have led you guys to call yourselves feminists? What feminism means to me is that every woman can express themselves as they feel fit in a way that makes them feel confident, makes them feel happy without being looked down upon or ostracized by society or not allowed to do the things um, that make them feel confident and happy. And what's your next question? What brought us, what experiences led us to become feminists? Yeah, um, I actually realized this um, pretty recently, like very recently, I've always heard of feminism and I thought there were some great ideals, but I've always kind of read into the negatives as well and never really like fully understood. But it really just took um, a multitude of experiences kind of adding up to make me realize, and a song, it's a song, am I allowed to swear? <laughs> okay, um, there's a song called That Bitch by B. Miller. And I don't know, y'all are part of it. Um, yeah. It made me realize that I was a feminist. Um, and it's because I found that there is a certain way you're expected to act as, of course, we've, we all realize this from one point or another when you're a woman, you can't be too angry. Um, it's not feminine to swear and a bunch of other stuff. Like you can't be too upset about certain things. And it's just, it's come from me having situations where, you know, I was angry or I was upset. And then sometimes like the guys around me are like, they, they're like, huh? Or they see me in a more negative light. I'm like, um, and that made me realize like in that song, like that bitch, she's like, it's basically let me say what I want. I will be that bitch. And I was like, wait, period. And it made me become a feminist. Well, yeah, for me too. I think it wasn't a sudden like sort of realization. I've haven't been dedicated to feminism always and as at least as I am now and I think it always has been part of my life though because like in college um, for my mom at least she was this like hotshot feminist and I heard stories of this all the time and um, like for example her younger brother was expected to go to university but like she was unquestionably like had higher academic success but she just wasn't given the same option and I'm like so proud of her for fighting for like the opportunity to do that but um like another thing <laughs> is um like in India specifically like hair has cultural significance specifically long hair for someone like a traditional Bharatanatyam dancer like herself and she shaved her head and donated her hair in college which I think is pretty dope yeah <laughs> yeah so well basically put my mom is like a force of nature so I grew up hearing this and um like I heard about stuff like infant femicide and like ridiculously high number of rape cases in India, honor killings and acid attacks. And but this is like 
it was all really distant to me and I always like knew that was wrong but I never had like the same experiences as my mom and couldn't really relate as much but like so it was like the shallow like I don't know girl power kind of feminism that like made me wear like pink sparkly shirts with like girl power and girls are the best kind of like slogans written all across them in elementary school and I don't regret that it's like who I am and I don't take it back (laughs) but obviously that isn't feminism and like it wasn't until I witnessed like domestic violence victimizing a male figure in my life or I saw sexual abuse remain unaddressed by people I trusted that I realized that there's like so much more like wrong with the way that we're living our lives and it hit home when I realized that like even like the figure that I associated feminism with my mom had like problems like where she's still like kind of racist and you can't be a feminist if your quality doesn't extend to like everyone all the time so yeah I think like the people that in my life have really helped me figure that out and I realized that feminism to me is if not gender equality I mean if not equality it's gender equality and it's just about equality in general yeah awesome there's some like really awesome ways to realize that you guys are feminists so um Shamavi, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about choice feminism so could you kind of explain to us what that is yes if you know me at all I'm always talking about this unfortunately even when it's not appropriate but anyway choice feminism is like the literal reason why feminism is for everybody and the way that I think about it is like I don't know, a common rallying cry of feminism is like, take down the patriarchy. And I like 100% agree with that. But um, I think people assume that when we're saying things like that, we mean that every family has to like follow this sort of equal lifestyle. I don't, and I think that's where the problem is because obviously when the patriarchy is also like, um, like a father being like the dominant figure in a household. Or also, but I think what we're referring to is like the societal, like sexism and misogyny that we need to like get rid of. But I think people associate like feminism with um, like getting everyone to be like micromanaged. But the whole point of feminism is breaking people out of like the boxes that people built for like a binary set of genders. And when we realize that that isn't like the case anymore, it's like breaking out of those boxes and opening choices to everyone. So specifically for like a big hot topic issue like abortion, um, like I think a lot of people are realizing this now, but the difference between like pro-life and pro-choice is like, pro-choice isn't saying that like I would never personally get an abortion I just don't believe in that but I'm pro-choice because I think that if other people would want to get abortions they should have the ability to and as a country that supports like we are literally built on the unalienable right to liberties and um they just shouldn't taken away from us I don't think we're trying to say that any like lifestyle is wrong (laughs) and um that's antithetical to the entire need of feminism because it's about freedom and there isn't one way to use that freedom so I like I think people think that we're intruding on their lifestyle by being feminist but the entire point of feminism is that you have a choice and that everyone should have the choice to do whatever they want so yeah (laughs) um yeah I definitely agree with that I think um choice feminism can be a super great thing 
Um, but at the same time, sometimes it cannot be that great of a thing where it can, like very mainstream choice feminism can really just turn into like everyday common decisions being turned into, oh, I'm being feminist, right? And um, I read this post that's just like stuck with me. It's like, if everything is feminist, then nothing is feminist. And that like, that kind of scared me because I was like, wait, that's a little bit true. That's kind of um, to the point where it's like, not every choice a woman can make should equal like a feminist empowerment statement because people have different, um, there's like wealth divides and race. And when that comes into play, you can't necessarily say that, like you can't, mm, I 100% see where choice feminism comes from, but it really just comes down to if it is making a difference, like pushing the movement forwards, like perpetuating the ideals of feminism, or it's just like a decision being made in like day-to-day life. And that's truly such a large gray area, um, but it is something that I think really needs to be explored and um, defined more when it comes to feminism. If not, choice feminism can kind of turn into a little bit of a cop-out for especially like celebrities who are just trying to be performative. Yeah, I like see things all the time where it's like people think that um, just because like a woman does something like you have to support it or else you're like not a feminist. Um, I was like wondering what you think of that like cool thing. But you can like respond after you um, respond to Joanna. Well, actually, your question has a lot to do with what I'm trying to say. Uh, I totally think that like that's not the right way to go about feminism, especially since we're trying to like break down gender roles, I would say, um, and let people move away from that. And I think like I might have not made myself clear, but I think what I'm to think choice feminism as is like giving people the freedom to make choices that they want to, not applauding every choice that they make. Um, Like, (laughs) sorry, for like the abortion thing, it's not, I mean, I wouldn't, like it's not supporting every single woman who gets an abortion or doesn't get an abortion. It's giving them the opportunity to do whatever they want to. Um, It's really about opportunity, I think. And like, for everything every decision um but it isn't like you get applauded for choosing one way or the other or choosing at all it's just that choice feminism is about like making sure that there are choices and i think that i might have not been clear when i explained that sorry about that oh no 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 i really like your definition of choice feminism for sure i just think mainstream's definition of it is turning into something that could not be the best thing for the movement but like, I really like that definition of choice feminism. Um, Ahana, can, <laughs> Ahana <laughs> can you repeat your question one more time? I'm sorry. So it's like, um, sort of like Shambhavi said, I have like read stuff about choice feminism sort of turning into like um, this thing where every time a woman does something, you have to support it to be a feminist. Right. And if you don't, you're bad feminist or like you're not a feminist or truly a feminist. As John Movie was saying, like, it's sort of not, it's not really about, like, always supporting people or applauding people, but more of just, like, there being 
choices. I was just wondering like what you think of that whole like, you always have to support people to be considered a feminist. Um, I'd say that you don't always have to support them in order to be a feminist. Of course, you should um, always give you should always give people a right to choose what they want to do with their lives and with their bodies. We are, just because we're all in this movement together, which is like an amazing movement, doesn't mean it takes away your individuality as a woman and your like own morals as a woman. And so I don't think you always need to support what another woman is doing. Um, in terms of her, like, if she's, like, negatively harming, like, everyone around her or something of the sort with her um, decisions. Yeah. If we, sorry, just to touch on, because some of you's mentioned abortion two times now, and when it comes to abortion, my stance is so strong, and so I've been so tempted to mention something. And a big thing for me is before we even get into the conversation, forget pro-choice, forget pro-life, right? Make the world a place where women aren't afraid to have children if they are kicked out of their houses or they don't have enough money, right? Have more shelters, have more places where women can get supplies for their children. Like make society a place that is kind to young women who are pregnant or women in not great situations who find themselves being pregnant. Because then of course the abortion rate would go down. Like no like woman no one wants to you know not give their child a chance in the world like no one's like evil you know what I mean it's just that they know they can't give this child and themselves you know a great future opportunities so but if you made society like you know provide this for women abortion rates would go down because they have a place to stay after the parents kick them out and they have a way to get diapers for their child and they have um, maybe even like daycares for their children while they go out and work and they like build themselves up and build their careers. So that's like a thing that I so strongly believe in. And I wonder why that's never anything talked about. Like you can't just say, oh, have your baby and then push them out into the world and then you don't give a shit. Like that child's out, they have 18 years. Like this is like an 18 year thing. This isn't just a nine month have your baby thing, you know? Like you have to care what happens to that child until they're an adult. Like it, the care just doesn't stop when the baby leaves the womb. Yeah. Um, thank you. <laughs> thank you for that. Continuing on the topic of feminism, um, Joanna mentioned, you mentioned that you wanted to talk about some reasons that people invalidate feminism. What are like some of these reasons that you know of that you could possibly explain? Um, definitely that if you're a feminist, you're like, at least when it comes to teenagers, like high schoolers, right? I feel like we all intrinsically want to fit in so badly. So you just want to be this really cool, chill person. And feminism kind of has this aura of like, you're strongly opinionated and you're like kind of almost angry. Like, I feel like feminist ha uh, feminism has that stereotype about it, like the angry feminist and the feminist who, like, who doesn't get along well with other people. I feel like feminists are always showcased, at least in the past, as, like, kind of, like, the odd one out almost. 
like they're too they're too much for everyone else and especially like in public schools it's great at IMSA that we are so vocal about what we believe in but like go back to your public school how many girls in your English class are going to look around like will stand up and be like I'm a feminist probably maybe one maybe two um and it's just because of that stereotype, which isn't true at all, by the way. I feel like deep down, most women have a feminist side to them, whether that's unlocked by like um, a familial situation or even by um, crappy friends, right? And that's just so wrong. And that, they're, that um, feminism is man-hating or bringing down men. That is also not true at all. Of course, there's some really radical people that in the name of feminism think that women should um, be better than men in society, which of course is not something I believe. That is not really what feminism is about, what like true feminism is. It's just to be equal to men. And um, this one podcast I listened to said it best. I feel like they see like a lot of men see women being equal to men as oppression because they've been superior for so long. And that's maybe what they're feeling because it's not necessarily like they are now being inferior in society. It's just, they're no longer having the societal advantages. Like they're no longer favored by society and maybe they, not maybe, but they see that they're not used to that. So to them, it's like almost this like detrimental feeling when really it's just Uh, Yeah, I would actually like totally agree with that. But uh, the one thing that I would say is that I think that those women who think that like, who are aiming like as their end goal to be like tip the scales and be better than men, they're not feminists by definition, they're misandrists. Because misandry is like the belief that women are better than men and while feminism is like equality for all genders um that just isn't the same for misogyny which is what we have now or misandry and they're both extremes and I think this is like I would even go as far to draw the parallel between like how people take down um like Black Lives Matter by um talking about like the riots and like that's the most extreme part that not it doesn't conform to like the movement but like the same way I think misandrists are almost like the same thing for feminism but they're not like technically even part of the movement because that isn't like by definition inherently like feminism cannot include misandry um and yeah so like actually something that I heard from Mrs. Miklo so shout out to her <laughs> and also Jen made a video about this that'll be coming to the res hall soon so watch out for that but um like, I don't know if you've heard this. I think we've all had, but when someone starts a sentence with, I'm not a feminist, but, but what's oh, really gosh. funny, <laughs> yeah, what's really funny is that the statement is almost always something that a feminist would support. Like, I'm not a feminist, but I think girls should be able to have equal opportunities in careers. Well, that is feminist thought. And that I think there's just like this fundamental misconception about what feminism is because like the dictionary definition is something along the lines of social, political, and economic equality for the sexes by advocating for women's issues. And I think people get hung up on like the women's issues part because I think a lot of people are ha- complacent with like where we are right now because there isn't, well, yeah. And 
what I would say to like those people is do you the people that say that they aren't feminists are do you oppose the idea that every human being on the planet deserves equal rights and equal opportunities and if you oppose it why and I might be gullible to think this but I don't think a single person would be able to look me in the eye and say that they don't think every human being on the planet doesn't deserve equal rights and that's what feminism is so I yeah I just don't see I think there's just like a labeling misconception of like Joanna said of what feminism is and how feminists act okay so for our final question um we wanted to ask uh what do you think about like how are these like negative stereotypes kind of changing like are they changing or like will they change in the future and like um what can people do to like kind of make it better or like kind of um I don't know like kind of get rid of the negative stereotypes around being labeled a feminist so I think like well obviously like Joanna said there are like just so many like feminists don't hate men we're not angry we're not Nazis feminazis are not a thing uh we're not all unattractive and not feminine like I think we some of us really love being feminine and we're not all lesbians there's just so many things that like people associate with feminism that I think really stems from the second wave of feminism but like it's an evolving movement things change over time and I think I've learned like the hard way that you can't really change everyone's opinions but that necessarily isn't like the goal per se because like we aren't trying to force anything on anyone like I said before that kind of defeats the purpose of feminism or choice feminism and I think that over time cultures have like changed and continue to change and like we should do our best to make the differences in the lives of individual people to like reassure them that people of all genders that feminism can support them and I like again this doesn't mean forcing them into a certain lifestyle this means like I'm going to quote a friend of mine, Monica, who uh, was quoting a different person, but she said that, like, there's no world, there's only six billion understandings of it, and by, like, changing one person's understanding of it, you change, like, what they think that they're capable of, and, like, how much people care about them, how, and, like, how powerful an agent of change that they can be, and therefore, you've changed the whole world. So if I think we should just like focus on making individual people understand that feminism can support them. And while at the same time working as a movement to make like systemic changes um, to make sure sexism isn't like as prevalent as it is today. Yeah, for sure. Definitely. Um, that's like a great perspective on like to that question. Um, I also believe that making people realize maybe areas of their life where they're complacent and where they could thrive if they spoke out in situations where they were put down due to misogyny would also really help change misconceptions because I think, I don't know a single woman who hasn't experienced some level of misogyny. And not all of those women identify as feminists because maybe to them, they don't, they didn't view it as misogyny, right? They just viewed it as like, oh, he's being a prick or, oh, she's being annoying. Um, but if you help people realize like, hey, no, like that's something that feminists stand against. Like that is something this movement is trying to end. 
um, then maybe all those misconceptions of like the terribleness of feminism will go away when people realize like, no, there are in plenty of situations where um, standing up for this thing would make them a feminist or is feminism. So I think that would really help the misconceptions of feminism because everyone goes through it really like mis misogynistic things, situations. Yeah, I feel like on the topic of misogyny, just like understanding that and like also um, unlearning like a lot of like social conditioning that leads to like internalized misogyny that is basically normalized is also a way that a lot of people can either like realize that they're feminist or become feminist because I think that, I mean, a lot has changed since we're little, but what, like the stuff that we grew up around is like when you look back on it, some of it is like pretty, I think like damaging to our perceptions of like what feminism is or what it really means and stuff. So I think like unlearning those harmful things and learning like what really happened and like in the case of misogyny, like learning that you actually experienced that and stuff like that is like important for people to see like I guess the whole picture of feminism and stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah, and if I could just add to that, I think that like, um, like inherently people aren't gonna, like we're all trying to be good people. And like you said, um, like sometimes it's just internalized. So if we just try to like be empathetic and recognize that like literally every single one of us is unique and therefore we can't really label and keep our minds closed when we're having conversations that are important because of labels then like we'll recognize that there is like value in personal power and responsibility which I think is like almost the most central theme of feminism but yeah yeah I think that's a really good note to end on so yeah thank you guys for your input and your opinions thoughts on all of the stuff that we asked you today um we really enjoyed having you on the show and we hope you had a good time today thanks <laughs> yeah yay um, thank you we hope you enjoyed this episode of sprout the word thank you so much for listening and if you're looking for more bias content make sure to follow us on instagram and subscribe to our youtube channel at bias underscore until then spread the word